Welcome, everybody, to the Dill With It podcast, as well as the Clubhouse event. I want to thank everybody for joining us here in the Clubhouse room, as well as those who are listening on their favorite podcasting apps. Thanks for joining us. Tonight is episode three, which we're titling Pickleball Voyeurism. And so I got Vinny Hanky with me here uh, chatting about pickleball voyeurism, and he's going to define that for us. What is pickleball voyeurism? Hey, David, thanks for uh, opening up and just leading the initiative to get pickleball out into the world as we get one step closer to world domination. I think <laughs> eventually we'll just decide that uh, the whole world is a pickleball court and we're just trying to smash. That's right. Uh, but until then, one episode at a time. So pickleball voyeurism, for me, pickleball voyeurism is when you get caught watching an exciting game of pickleball while participating in a match of your own. And so this is this has happened to me more than once where I just get caught like watching it might be level four or five or five plus players playing mm-hmm. a couple courts down mm-hmm. and you can just hear the speed, the volley, the, you know, the athleticism and you just you just get caught drifting, man. It's you just your <laughs> eyes wander. It's that temptation of infidelity, right? It absolutely. I'm not faithful to my own partner or to my own match <laughs> on the court. like. You know, not a struggle at all in marriage, but certainly a struggle <laughs> on the pickleball court. Oh, that is that it's it's true. I'm I'm pretty sure it happens to everybody here. Uh, we're gonna yeah. chat a little bit about that today. Uh, first question for you, Vinny, is when when do you find yourself falling into this temptation of infidelity? Yeah, I, a couple different times that I that I I think I'm able to put my finger on. One is when I am playing with a player that is particularly better than I am. And so they, they, they are controlling the court action and I end up like watching in, you know, mid match or like there's a volley going on that Mm -hmm. isn't quite involving me. Mm -hmm. And so I will drift off and, you know, look to the court to my right uh, or, or to my left depending on my court position. So that, that happens. And then I just gotta be honest if, uh, if I'm just in an uninteresting match, <laughs> like if, if this, if it's a blowout on either side and I'll just get distracted and start paying attention to the other games going on around me and wondering what the scores are or watching people like that are just in it. And, uh, yeah, I just gotta be just full confession time. Dude, I, uh, I hear you. That's totally me. I, you know, because I am one of the better players in our in our little pickleball group, so yep. I find my wandering eyes occurring, especially when uh, you know I'm playing with with beginner players, and um, especially when I there's a shot that's like rolling off the court, and the ball travels like yeah. a court or two courts over. You know, you're kind of yeah. staring there, and you're watching some, watching the guys play, and they they wouldn't grab the ball, and and like subconsciously you hear that number like. Zero seven one, right? And yeah, like I, I think that was my score, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in what's going on over here. And then I hear the crack yep. of the paddle, and I'm like, oh, all right, game game on. I gotta go back into there. So totally understand when it comes to you know the the game is less interesting to me, and and I and I definitely have those wandering eyes. Yep, absolutely been there. Yep, or you know, this is another time too. Like if I'm not playing particularly well, mm. uh, that that's the time when I just find myself like wandering, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to spectate a little bit, you know, mid match or in between points and uh, just watching some players get after it. Yep. Kind of cover ourselves. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, we just want to yep. see what they were doing to see if I could pick up any tips or anything, but uh... yeah, that's, that's all I was doing. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. 
<laughs> I need to I need to see it happen. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but really, it's just I'm sucking, and this is boring. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Why do you think pickleball voyeurism happens? Why Why do you think that happens? And we kind of talked about when it happens, but why do you think it happens? Yeah, I think for I think for one, I I tend to be drawn to games that are that are particularly intense or particularly involve higher skilled players. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think excellence is attractive, right? Like everything oh, yeah. from you know late night Sports Center highlight reels with Michael <laughs> Jordan, you know, and just or watching reruns on YouTube of of him play. Yeah. Like excellence is attractive, and so I think it for that reason. Um, and then one like there's just a particular sound when there's a live rally going and that pickleball is bouncing back and forth, mm-hmm. especially at the volley line. If you got four guys or, or gals, you know, really getting after it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's fun to watch too. I think. So I think that there's a couple of reasons. One is just pickleball can be fun to watch when it's played at a high level. And then excellence is always attractive. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, my, I'm sure you picked up my dog barking. There. That's fantastic. No worries. Louis is a pickleball enthusiast. Dude, he totally is. He agrees, right? <laughs> Wandering yep, eyes. He, Temptations. Yeah, those are amens. Uh, yep. <laughs> I would agree. Why do I fall into that temptation? Why I feel like it's yeah. it's just I'm I'm bored. It's it's really it's really what yeah. a pull boils yeah. down to. I'm I'm bored yeah, well, and I I I exactly just it the the paddles and the cracks of the paddles hitting back and forth and, and you watching these guys, you know, hitting, hitting, you know, quality shots and quality points. And, you know, we're over here on the third shot every time, you know, hitting it in the net or hitting it long. It's, it's less exciting. So I really, unfortunately, that's kind of the, the nature of the game, I suppose. I mean, especially you kind of what we talked about, it's the elitism and watching people who, who are better and wanting yep. to see what they're doing and, yeah, getting excited about what's what's going on beside you. Plus, I just think it's the grass is always greener, right? I, yeah, I, I'm totally. sure that they have those moments too, where they're wandering and looking over at us. I'm like, man, look, look at how good that is. They're having fun. They're pumped, excited. You know, people are cheering. Yep. I'm sure they have the wandering eyes as well. So, yep. You just you just don't ever feel that or see that when you're playing because right. you're the one on this side and not, you know, you're, you're on the other side of the fence where the grass is greener yep. for them. That's right. So when you're wandering, this is, this is kind of yeah. an interesting question I found. When you're wandering, what is the best point you've seen while voyeur is a mean? Uh, so I, I managed to catch one time uh, a, a guy go around the pole, Ooh. Uh, which I've uh, unsuccessfully <laughs> attempted, um, you know, just not, not remembering that that is a, a move or a strategy. Mm-hmm. So I saw a player go around the pole, you know, he, he, he drifted the, there was a cut shot to the outside line. He came around and hit it around the pole and in back into play and it was able to recover and get back into position. So that was a pretty cool point to watch and, and uh, just fun to see it actually happen live. Yeah. As, as your team lost two points because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had that happen. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost a point. I, I, I can't lie. I've lost a point. Again, like if, you know, if there's a rally going on that I'm not really involved in, you know, a couple of players, or, you know, my, my partner and the, and the players on the other side of just the ball positioning and court positioning ends up, you know, moving me out of play for two, three, four shots. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, all of a sudden there's a ball at my feet. I'm like, <laughs> How'd that happen? Where'd that come from? What's going on here? That's weird. 
is it is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, just all, all those. <laughs> Whose serve is it? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's totally. funny. Uh, I think for me, we, we play at a specific park, and there's some <laughs> there's some older guys who play, and one gentleman in in particular is is not the most nimble uh, out there. He's super tall, and I I don't know how he continues to play because every time he like <laughs> moves, I feel like he's gonna like trip over his own feet and like fall and break his hip. It's kind of it's kind of what I what I yeah, watch, oh and I'm like, gosh. but yeah, I'll tell you what, that guy for not being able to move, like I catch myself. If I'm if I'm voyeurism, I mean, it's watching this guy not fall over. I mean, and he's in <laughs> points, and it's 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 insane. Like 20, 20 shot points, he's going back, and like he looks like he's gonna fall, and I'm like, huh? and I'm like, oh no, he didn't fall. Okay, good. And then and, and he makes, <laughs> tries to backpedal. I'm like, huh? and he doesn't fall again. I'm like, this is crazy. And then I have to like pay attention to my game, but I'm like, kind of look both ways now. Like, what's going on? And like yeah. this one, this one game, this one, sh- this one point that I was voyeur visiting. I mean, twenty shots back and forth, and he had it all. Like, yeah, overhead whiffs, and his partner comes around and like saves him. There was this dink that he was running toward, and I thought he was going to eat it into the net, and he like managed <laughs> to get it somehow. And I was just like, "This is amazing!" And in the meantime, <laughs> like I'm just trying to like pay attention enough to my game to watch. Oh man! But anyway, he ended up winning the point with like a down the line shot, like a touch shot. And I was like. Dude, nice. This guy is stellar for having what appears to be like a double hip replacement surgery, and <laughs> like I almost think he has a cane that he plays with, but he doesn't. Oh man, yeah, it's, right. It's phenomenal. But that's that's who I usually catch myself voyeur mean is this guy who I feel like that, that's is like two, player, two yeah. steps away from calling the ambulance on, <laughs> but manages to get the point in. I, it's it's great. Yep. Yep, the beauty and, and nature of pickleball. That's awesome. So we've talked a little bit about why it happens, some of the good points we've seen while watching. Um, <laughs> but obviously, it's a, it's a bad habit, right? <laughs> it's one that we 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 want to break. So, what is the antidote, or how how can we, as confessed pickleball voyeurists, stop falling into the alluring <laughs> temptation of? watching other courts what what's the key to improving that part of our game yeah. well well clear i mean we talked we talked about it a little bit uh in previous podcasts but really it's it's the focus right it's yeah. paying attention it's staying in the point it's mental um restraint mental maturity mental focus mm-hmm. you know mental strength yep. whatever whatever word you want to choose i totally think it's it's that and always having that willingness to kind of plan and course correct throughout the point and throughout the match it keeps you yeah. excited about what's actually happening in front of you as opposed to what's yep. happening to your left or right yep yeah i think fo- focus is the key we were uh so we've had some warmer weather regionally lately mm-hmm. so we we made it out and my wife got a new pickleball paddle today so Ooh. we uh we made it out to the court just to go out and work some things and uh practice a little bit so we played skinny singles Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we talked about focusing on feet position and paddle position and the approach of the ball. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking that was one of the things we talked about was focus and how, you know, kind of a, keeping a mental checklist while playing and being aware. Um, one will just help your overall game, but two will absolutely keep you from pick up all voyeurism because you're thinking about your game and staying present in the moment. Uh, mindfulness is a good word. Mm-hmm. for that like i'm mindful of where i'm at on the court mindful of how the paddle feels in my hands 
and mindful of what's going on around me on my court in my match on this, you know, specific point. Mm-hmm. That, those are the keys to, I think to, for me to focus on or to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think playing singles actually helps you focus more, right? Because you're not dependent upon the oh, player yeah. or the, the yep. opponents aren't trying to hit it at the other player kind of keeping you out of the point or, or, yep. or that kind of technique or strategy. Like I watch the pros and I watch especially like mixed doubles. I don't know if you've seen mixed doubles, mm. but yeah, a lot of the times the men in the mixed doubles play a lot of the dinking points, basically playing like mm. two thirds of the court or like 75% of the court and the ladies yeah. are playing the other one. And I would imagine the, the, the focus when it comes to being the ladies requires much more intensity to stay a, in the point, even though the guys are hitting the vast majority of the shots and and that's the mental fortitude that you need to have in order to, in order to stay present. Like I think singles, when I played singles, I don't have as much of a wandering because it's literally just me and I have to constantly see what's going on. Um, I think the only time I do is what I talked about. If I, if the ball's rolling two courts away, you know, I can take a look and see what's going on or if I need a, a break because let's face it, I am not the skinniest and yeah. I run out of uh, steam quite quickly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I wish we had timeouts, but yeah. I don't ever call timeouts in our little uh, community right. area. So yeah. walking very slowly back to the line is kind of <laughs> my timeout. And at that point I stare and see what's going on too. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if, and if we played with any kind of strategy, strategy and killer instinct, we would, we would keep the ball away from you. <laughs> and we, we would just pick on your partner, whoever they might be. In fact, I, I'm just going to note, note that, make a mental note right now that I, I need to get David watching more and, and doing less on the pickleball court. Uh, that might be my key to victory. It's the secrets. The secret's out, folks. That's right. Yeah. Spill the beans. <laughs> It's a good thing. It's a good thing not too many people listen in our community right now because uh, that's right. Yeah, I, I think I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a super secret either. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of happens currently, but yep. And just I'm just a ball hog at times, kind of like <laughs> kind of like the guys with playing with the mixed doubles. Depends, yep. It depends on where I'm at. I mean, honestly, honestly, like when it comes to wanting to be aggressive, it really depends on you know, am I tied at two two okay not aggressive am i tied at nine nine okay yeah it's time it's time to turn up the heat yeah time time to yep yeah that's the the lebron james of the game that i hate about you (laughs) you know or like uh the kobe and Shaq lakers where they used to just turn it off and then turn it on yep you know like oh yeah first quarter first three quarters no big deal fourth quarter yeah we're ramping it up same idea I think it's another thing too, like when when you're playing with a good partner, uh, that it's easy to fall into watching your partner play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they're particularly if they're, they're performing at an excellent level, or you know, just hitting great shots and returns, and it's easy to get caught watching even within the context of your own match and becoming passive and not you know set and ready and ready to return. I've had that happen too. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think one of the strategies to prevent that kind of voyeurist mentality there is um, what I try to do with my partner a bunch is to call it either for me or for them yeah, so that they yeah. are aware uh, and they're hearing me say mine or yours so that they can yeah. know, Hey, the ball's returning 
and he just said, yours. Oh, that's me. So I have to hit the ball now. Yeah. So I, yep. I, I think that communication is super important. Totally. To be able to uh, continue to keep the focus that we talked about as opposed to um, falling into temptation of, of infidelity of voyeurism. Right. Yeah, I, I, that's a great that's a great point, man. That that team communication one just helps your overall play, but two, it captivates your attention using another sense, yep. right? So it's yep. not just sight and 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 feel, but actually now you're engaging uh, the auditory senses, and I'm engaged at another level. Particularly when when you and I play together, I appreciate that about your approach to team play. Is mm-hmm. I know exactly which balls are mine because you're calling your you know mine and yours while we're playing. Yep. Um, have not been able to translate that into my own game yet, but uh, do enjoy it when, when you're not have an opportunity to be a team. <laughs> yeah, which actually isn't all that often, unfortunately. I feel like that should happen more often. Yeah. Uh, shoot, I could use a few more W's <laughs> under my belt, that's for sure. <laughs> you know? I've, uh, uh, I feel like I've learned, I feel like I... I've learned all the all the humility I need uh, <laughs> on on the pickleball court. I don't need any more uh, any more humbling on the pickleball court. I'll take all the the winning I can get. So, any other any other thoughts you have about pickleball voyeurism? Yeah, I think uh, uh, paying attention to make sure a discontentment with your game or discontentment mm-hmm. with your match doesn't leak into it. You know, like we talked about, uh, if we're playing with with lower skilled players or or beginners or you know we're get we're being overmatched in a game that we don't we don't grow to be discontent that it's a privilege and a joy to play pickleball at any and all times mm-hmm. and so i think that's something to to pay attention to you know that uh, the voyeurism doesn't turn into longing for <laughs> you know a better community or a better court or a better partner but yeah. uh, that you can stay mindful and enjoy the player the game the match the point that you're in um, because really, I mean, with every serve, you've got an opportunity to be re-engaged in your game and to turn things around. Mm-hmm. It's like that that meme that you sent me earlier about uh, what what was that again? Oh, yeah, the uh, the discontent boyfriends. I don't know if you've seen it. I, and I'm I'm not a relational counselor, but I've watched a lot of Oprah. Uh, but she, clearly, this this relationship has problems. Uh, is a boyfriend walking down the street with his girlfriend and he is just absolutely caught red handed staring at a girl who's walking in the opposite direction. And she's got this like disgusted, whatever face look on her face. And he's just got this, you know, appreciating the, the beauty of another woman uh, <laughs> right in the face of his girlfriend. And, and so I think that's, that's a, a if pickleball voyeurism were a meme, that would be the meme. <laughs> that, that is the one, like, you know, my match, my point is over the, my, the girlfriend's picture. And then, you know, the other match on the other side of the court is the girl in the red dress walking by. <laughs> so you know, that it reminds me of the, the, uh, shoot that matrix, remember the matrix movie where Neo oh, yeah, and movie, the, yeah. uh, you know, he just got plugged into the, to the matrix after he came out of, yes. of it and what, whatever he's in that ship. Yeah. And he has that, that yep. one program that uh, the, the, the nerdy computer guy created. Yes. Like, and he's walking and he's getting hit by all these people in the black suits. And then this like girl in the red dress walks by and he stops and turns around. And he's like, huh. And then he turns back around yep. and Smith is pointing a gun on his face. Like, that's what yes. I feel like when I do pickleball voyeurism. It's like, oh, okay. Yes. Kind of when bored. you get I'm caught. Kind of, yep. Kind of bored. Like, what's going on? Yep. Oh, take a look. What's going on? Ooh, that looks, what a great point going on over here. And I look back and it's like, oh, no, the ball's coming or, yep. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. They're the worst. Like when your partner catches you, yep. like, were you, yeah. What, what happened? You know? oh, I was, what are you I doing? Was staring at the girl in the red dress. Yeah. I was, you know, I wasn't listening. wasn't focused. I wasn't being faithful. Yeah. 
Well, awesome. I see, uh, I see we have some people here in the uh, Clubhouse event room. Uh, the topic of the episode three, um, really the question is, uh, what causes you to lose focus and pay attention to maybe some other matches going on as opposed to your own? Um, if you want to hop in, that's perfectly fine. If not, uh, we'll continue on. Welcome, Phil. Hey, Phil. Hey, hey, guys. I'm just stopping in. I, I, I cannot incriminate myself with this topic tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a rec player, and I think rec players—that's what we do. It, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you, Phil. If you're going to stick around here, um, when do you find this temptation happening most to you? Uh, well, it's funny. I played Sunday, and I was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> And we are talking I'm about not, like we've got a game. It might be a little slow or whatever. And you look over at another game going on, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's just I, I was in the, uh, you know, there's two areas. There's eight courts. Four courts are for intermediate and more competitive game players. And then more of the intermediate, low intermediate, beginner level uh, for fun. You know, you, mm -hmm. you we're not, we kind of understand it. So I tend to look over there a lot to see. Am I ready to go back over there? Which I think I am because I, you know, I haven't played during the pandemic. So in that regard, you know, I'm looking to say oh, I can play with those guys. I'm just watching <laughs> the quality of play over there and say, oh, you know, whatever. But there are other reasons I might watch another game. Yeah, that's kind of what we, uh, me and Vinny talked about a little bit is is checking out the quality of play that's happening over here when your match isn't super exciting. How about you, Kevin? If you want to chop in here, when do you find uh, the temptation of pickleball voyeurism to uh, catch you most? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, what Phil's saying too, is like, I, I, I do find myself looking over. I mean, it's a little, sometimes it's a little scary when you get, you see not pros, but in your mind, maybe pros, mm -hmm. you're looking out there and you're like, I, I think I could hang with them. And then of course you get, <laughs> yeah, of course you get smacked around a little bit and then you, you get brought back down, but yeah, of course. Absolutely. And, and a couple more questions here, guys, since you joined us, I appreciate that. Uh, what, is the best point you've seen while pickleball voyeurisming? Ooh. Yeah. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to try to go back to my original days uh, when I started. And, and uh, cause we had a, the pickleball community was really, really good. Uh, I'd have to say it was this one guy uh, that uh, his name was Ray. He, he was a former tennis player and uh, he just, he played in flip-flops uh, hmm. and you know, he, he could make some shots it, that were just pretty, pretty much unbelievable. So you'd look over and just, you'd see him just, it, he just had so many different shots. If, if he, if he knew you were anticipating a slam or something, he just, he, he had great placement. So, hmm. You know, he, he was, you pretty much watch him every few minutes. He was making some kind of a great shot. Huh. He was, he had such accuracy. I gotta be honest. Just, just the flip-flops would captivate my attention the whole time. <laughs> just, just to see that happen and see that in action. Yeah. He, like, he was uh, about 60 years old too. And, oh and I, I'll tell you what, I never saw him play in a pair of shoes, uh, but had he had, and he was light and fast. So I can't imagine yeah. if he was in shoes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really wild. I mean, for me, 
I've seen, I live in Southern California. And you know what was interesting? I started playing out with, with an older crowd. That's where I started this all. Mm -hmm. And kind of, kind of seeing some of the younger crowds really had me turn my head, you know, Mm -hmm. around here, it's becoming younger and younger. So some of the athleticism from some of these players that are above my head, like in the sense of I'm six, seven. So to say above my head is figurative, (laughs) figurative and literally, but um, is that, you know, some of this, you know, it doesn't have to be a next tennis player or an ex baseball player, basketball player. Mm -hmm. You can definitely tell when some athletes come out, but at the same time, just pure, this is just a, it's a different sport and it takes precision and a, and a, and a lot of things that, you know, the natural athlete might not have. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, I was playing yesterday and playing against a guy that was just, he was 10 times better than I was and watching him just, you could tell he was a baseball player, just the way that he got down to do some backhands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw some plays that I was just shocked by. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool to see because it takes, you know, just because you're one type of player, a lot of type of players succeed in this game. So mm-hmm. it, it's fun to see. So last question here, guys, uh, for those of you joining us, is how can a pickleball voyeurist stop falling into this alluring temptation? What can we do to stop pickleball voyeuring? Well, you say that like it's a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think at the rec level, again, that's the other thing. I mean, you know, there's time to enjoy and just, you know, I don't, uh, I think you do, it would be a problem if it takes away from the game you're on, because that would be showing kind of a, a little bit of disrespect if you lose track what what's going on with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, your game. And that, by the way, that did happen a week or two ago. I happened to be looking over and watching uh, a play, and they served it at me, and I, you know, <laughs> messed up. <laughs> uh, Been there. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, me, me. Not a many times. I'd say a few times though. I've definitely seen Vinny like, what? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Yeah, it's like it's the perpetual right field little league player staring at the butterflies. <laughs> oh, whoops. Yeah, there's the ball. Yeah, how about that? I always relate it back to other sports, but. You know, the thing is, like, you can sit. I love the right field comment because that's that's perfect when you said that. Is also, you get better by playing with better. Mm-hmm. And if people are going to sit on the sidelines and observe and, uh, and then, you know, I, that's, I'd rather play with somebody that's better than me. So if, even if I'm in right field and I'm, at least I'm playing the game. So I'd rather, I'd rather be that concept. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 I think it's just, it's becoming more and more diverse. And then the, I, I have a feeling that's kind of maybe hopefully going away once it becomes more a little more mainstream. But yeah, um, I do like that analogy though. The right field picking the flowers because that's how it is sometimes for sure. Mm-hmm. Getting nailed in the chest and having some uh, some paintball bruises on my look, that it looks like on my uh, chest. So yeah, yeah. Vinny and I were just talking about it. it. Seems to happen more with us when we're playing doubles as opposed to playing singles because you know they may be hitting it toward one person. And not and keeping you out of the play a little bit more, which is then less exciting for you to continue to be engaged, or more difficult for you to focus on what's happening in the point. Uh, so that's something that we've we've noticed on our side. 
Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think in, in doubles too. In singles, you have more court to play with, right? Yep. And so in doubles, sometimes, <clears throat> hey, the, the job as a, I, I say as a de- defender or receiver is to is to cut the angles, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the only angle is right at you. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. and that's just that's a strategy. It is with me kind of sometimes, just because I'm a I'm definitely a guy that's it's a banger. It's you know it's a slapper. It's it, it just happens and. Again, like I said, I'm six seven with a wingspan, and so sometimes I have no other choice but to go hard with it. So, yeah, yeah it's one of those things. Does anybody else have anything they want to add to? Welcome, Kevin. Welcome, M. Thanks for joining us. This is being recorded, just so you guys know. Uh, our topic tonight is pickleball voyeurism, and uh, what do you find, or how? When do you find falling into the temptation of watching people on other courts while you're playing your game? Oh, that's an interesting topic, and thanks for letting me in. I appreciate it. Yep. Uh, just for the sake of letting you know who I am, I'm an addict and uh, have been for three years. Um, and I, I will watch pretty much every game I possibly can while I'm playing. Uh, I have an excuse for it. I hope it's valid. I don't know that it really is, but <laughs> I tend to be the guy running the facility, so I use that as my excuse. Um but I've been nasty Nelson a few times for it. So, awesome. What uh, What do you think causes it? Like, what do you what What causes your voyeurism mean to happen? Just watching better players, or getting distracted by what's going on, or what? I definitely get caught watching when I hear a good rally because you start to hear the crowd, you know, get a little bit loud, and mm-hmm. you start to hear the bang, bang, bang really fast at the at the no volley zone, and so I'll I'll turn my head over and watch or. Before I serve, I might watch out. I finish watching a good point, and mm-hmm. you know, but then I turn around and realize I got three other people waiting on me. <laughs> well, Vinny and I have never had any crowds watching us, so I'm not sure how that is, but uh, definitely can relate to good points watching that. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely watch games. You know, we I play primarily on my cul-de-sac, so uh, in, in between games, I'm definitely watching while I'm having a having a beer, sitting in the driveway, watching the the games progress mm-hmm. and i and i agree with what kevin was saying as well playing playing somebody who is better and watching i think it's it's different i think you can learn both ways but i would prefer personally if i'm going to just watch something going on it's nice to watch it but if i want to improve definitely playing somebody and seeing what they're doing and and getting schooled by them i think is going to be the the key for me to continually improve yeah no yeah, question it, it, go, go ahead kevin sorry i was gonna ask if it's uh on topic enough to ask if anyone does any drilling to work to improve? That's a good question. I, I don't personally. Um, mine's just all definitely all playing, but um, I, I've, seen, I've seen enough videos and I'm sure you all have too, mm-hmm. um, you know, online of guys and girls uh, like, you know, hitting against the, like a ping pong tournament or like a, or like a handball court or something hitting into a square. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely some things on there. I haven't done it, but I've seen it, of mm-hmm. course. So I have the same voyeurism problem there. That's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> I definitely I have, go ahead. Friends that had a lobster for a year, and I watched them with it so much, I finally just had to break down and go get one just to feel what it was like. <laughs> hey, so one of the things Dave and I talked about in in hoping in in avoiding voyeurism while playing is is, is just uh, maintaining mindfulness and focus while on the court. Um, is there anything you guys find in particular that helps you remain mindful while playing or 
and even you know thinking through court position, paddle position. What what are some keys to help you focus while you're playing? You know, I I will say this that um, you know, look, I'm not aspiring to be a tournament player, let alone a pro. So all the things that are propagated out there about drills and and uh, coaching and whatever, uh, it just it's not really up my alley. But what I I was playing with a guy a few years ago and uh, when I'd first started out and he was really great. He was a coach. And while we played though, he told me, I want you just to focus each time on hitting it down the middle of the court on the return. And it was, I remembered it to this day. So in terms of staying focused, that's what I'm always usually telling myself as fancy as I'd like to get (laughs) Mm -hmm. hitting angles and, and such. Uh, if I want to just stay in it, I try to just concentrate on hitting returns down the middle of the court. Easier said than done, even though it sounds real easy. And I found that when I'm successful doing that, good things happen. Hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's a great that's a great tip. Phil. Does, does that sound like something that you are like kind of self-talk or self-coaching throughout the game while you're playing or throughout the point? Like that you're that you're just mindful of those middle down the middle shots? Yeah, I, I reset my mind each time and I just say, okay, I'm going to return this, you know, in terms of uh, when I'm at the kitchen line. I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of paddle position more now as I get back into the game again after not playing for so long, keeping my paddle where it's supposed to be ready position. And in my mind, I'm consciously thinking, go, whether it's backhand or forehand, to the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that, that, that self-coaching or that self-talk, that's a great, great key for focus. That's a great point. Thanks, Phil. That reminds me of my uh, nemesis in high school tennis. Um, his name is Brandon, and he rarely made an unforced error. So it's basically I had to either win the point or screw up in some manner. Like he just constantly backboard, just I'd hit a great shot. He'd hit it back right at me or wherever it was, and I'd have to go hit another good shot. So that's definitely a, a winning strategy. Um, definitely good tips for uh, beginner, intermediate, and even some advanced. Like I think about Michael Chang, when, you know, in the 90s. He was basically that way as well. I'll tell you, for me, it's uh, one of two things. I either hit a shot I liked or I hit a shot I didn't like during the rally. And in order to keep focused on the game, I think about the shot, whether it's the one I liked or didn't, on my way back to either receive or get ready you know, for the next point. Going through my head, what did I do? What did I think about ahead of time? Where was I aiming? What was I trying to accomplish? You know, what did I need to do different, or what do I need to do again? Hmm. That usually keeps me focused in the game. No, that's great, Kevin. Thanks for sharing that too. Like you, just that kind of that that self highlight reel of rehearsing back through the point and through the positioning. That's fantastic. That that I think that it's uh, self correcting right in the middle of the match or the middle of the game, and not having to wait till the end of the game. Uh, but being able to to make adjustments on the fly by doing that, that's that's a great tip. I'll tell you what comes with it is amnesia. You have to forget all the bad stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's like a great Kobe Bryant line. Like, you know, just he just never remembered any shot he took. Didn't matter. It was, it was right. on to the next on to the next play. Yep. I know Jack Nicholas in golf. He always said he never missed a three footer. Yep. Yep. And Gretzky said, you miss every shot you don't take. Yep, that's, a good yep, one. that's the one. 
Awesome. Thanks guys. Appreciate all those good tips and, Mm -hmm. you know, confessedly to uh, commit to not be a pickleball warrior as often. (laughs) Don't know that I'll ever fully recover. Like Kevin confessed at the beginning, you know, I'm just, I'm an addict and understand who I am, but I want to, want to do it less and less. Yep. That's exactly right. Well, thanks guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, having a room on pickleball. It's nice to, Nice to talk about the fun stuff besides the other stuff. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. Perfect, guys. I appreciate your time. Hope yep. you have a good Thanks week everybody. and uh, go get them. Yep. Thank you.